Hey everyone, this is Chris and Sandy Benton with the Chris and Sandy Show, where we get up close and personal with some amazing rising artists. And today, like I always say, we've got a great show for you. We've got Elizabeth Lyons coming on, and she's done some great things in the past, and she's definitely doing some great things in the future. And we've been following her for a while. In fact, um, when we originally launched New Country Buzz back in 2014, um, 2015 era. We reached out to her back then for an interview, and she agreed, but we had shut down before we said a day. So uh, we didn't get the interview then, but you know what? We got her now, so we're excited about that. So, Elizabeth, are you here? Hey, hey, hey. Hi. Hey, how are you doing? Good. Thank you guys so much for having me on. <laughs> Thank you for um, having to jump through a little hoops the past few days. We, yes. Um, when te- <laughs> technology happens, you have to figure a way around it. Mm-hmm. Hey, it's it's funny because you know I'm used to being on the road, and there's always hoops you got to you know get through. And now <laughs> now I'm not a lot really allowed to be on the road, and there's still hoops to get through. But ain't that life, you know? Um, no, <laughs> yes, these are easy, easy, easy hoops we need to jump through. <laughs> yeah, oh, we, well, we definitely that. appreciate you coming on and stuff. And you know, yeah. I always like to start out with how is COVID affecting you? Because of, you know, it's this big elephant in the room, and Everybody's talking about it, <laughs> mm-hmm. so I like to get it out of the way at the very beginning so we can talk everything else after. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. Well, obviously, all of those in shows that I, you know, I, I book myself, and so I, you know, work really hard every year, and it's summer months are, are you know, as artists, especially in country music, um, festival season's our biggest time to, to go out there, get the word out there. <laughs> make new friends, mm-hmm. make new fans, mm-hmm. um, and, and also like make money and, you know, we're uh, unable to do that. And so I've, you know, as a result, tried to kind of be creative and, um, use my platform on social media to, um, reach new people and new fans and such. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And, and one of the ways I did that was releasing a song called brave enough, uh, which raised, yeah. uh, raising money for, mm-hmm. um, foundations and people who are affected oh, wow. by this COVID-19. So um, that's been really amazing to be able to, um, you know, do some good and, you know, mm-hmm. and not an ideal situation and um, just be able music is really healing. And um, mm-hmm. I, I have loved to see the response and, and the, um, just the way that it, it's helped people get through this time. I think we, we all turn to music. I know I've been listening to a lot more music lately. Um, and so, and yep. it was cool. I got to play like a hospital and, you know, raise money for, oh, wow. for, for the hospital foundation. It's just been really cool. And it opened <laughs> some doors in, in my eyes to some new things I've never encountered as an artist, but also I've mm-hmm. learned how to cook better. I've been cooking <laughs> a lot more. Ah. Um <laughs> which has been fun. And, um, you know, guacamole and margaritas have been like my favorite thing to make during quarantine. So um, that's been good too. So I always say, you know, you got to try to find, you know, the light and positive and situations. And so that's what I've been trying oh, yes. to focus on, yeah. you know. And, and that's mm-hmm. kind of what we did with our show. Cause when we, were, when we launched January 3rd, the original plan was 80 to maybe a hundred interviews. Wow, and that's a good and that's a good goal to have. But when everything got shut down, (laughs) what's funny is when everything got shut down, I said, "I was like, you know, this is our time to shine. We need to step it up. Instead of keeping uh, keeping that as the goal, we need to just do it as much as we can now." And Mm -hmm. because of that, 
Um, you're now our 164th interview. Oh, yes. my gosh. Cheers to that. Congratulations. <laughs> oh, my So goodness. we're on our way to three. So now the goal is 300. <laughs> yes, it is. First <laughs> I love it. I mean, the great thing is, and it speaks to you guys as your character and who you are, is, you know, you're, you're making the best out of the situation. I mean, right now, artists, really only, the only way that we can connect with people is through people like you guys, radio, social media. And um, and so what better, better way to take kind of that opportunity and see it and, and make it happen and make, you know, make that goal happen. And then now you're doubling your goal. I mean, oh, my gosh, you're gonna, I, I think you're going to do it. I know you're going to do it. And- and what's crazy is, um, like last month, we did 22 interviews. And right now, for the next two weeks, if I counted correctly, we have 20 set up. Oh, yes. wow. So we that's so amazing. in two weeks, because we're doing two a day. We were doing just one a day. And, and, you know, we're running into so many great artists and all that and that want to come on the show. And we're like, mm, well, I guess um, one a day is just not going to be enough. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Got to bump it up a little bit. Bump it up. I love it. Yeah. I know. So, it, it's um, been, um, it's, uh, it's, def- it's definitely interesting. I mean, even for, for me, you know, I decided to bump up writing and, you know, usually when I'm okay. writing, there's always like things lingering, like, Oh, I've got to book shows or, Oh, I've got to like do this or, you know, um, you know, rehearse with my band. Like there's kind of distractions. And mm-hmm. now with coronavirus, mm-hmm. you know, we don't know as an industry when things are going to open back up. One, we're going to be able to play, you know, to a bar festival. And so I've really mm-hmm. been able to kind of just focus on writing and recording. And I think mm-hmm. the results have been so great because I'm not distracted. You know, I'm just focused yeah. solely on in that moment, writing the songs in that moment in the studio, really listening to music and kind of curating how I want my sound to be for this, you know, new music and so that's been cool. And, you know, I think you guys probably can speak to that too. As you go from interview to interview, it gets better and better as time goes on. Yeah. And, um, mm-hmm. and so that's, it's great. It's, it's, you know, there's, there's, you know, some positives and negatives that have come out of this whole experience. And I'm sure they'll, they'll, it'll continue, it'll continue to feel that way. Um, I guess that's just like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. the crazy thing is I was telling Sandy the other day, I was like, man, you know, Five years from now, if our show becomes like a Bobby Bones show or a Ty Bentley show, yeah. we're gonna be we're gonna look back, and we're gonna owe, as crazy as this sounds, the virus to that. Right? Yeah, exactly. because it probably oh. turned out the same way. Love it. I know. I love. I love Bobby Bones show. He's so good. That's kind of who we aspire to be, like Bobby Bones and yeah, Ty Bentley and stuff. Absolutely. But as a married couple. <laughs> yeah. I know. I, I mean, you got to have your aspirations, you know. I I, I love. I have, right. I have. I've got a couple too that I love that artists that I I love. So I totally, mm-hmm. I totally get it. <laughs> so before we really dig deep into um, your life and stuff a little bit, what is um hobbies you'd like to do outside of music now granted we know cooking is one of them now so we so outside of that what's another one or a few oh my goodness yeah cooking um yeah <laughs> i i love doing um i love i'm a big foodie i love going to restaurants and i have a list of restaurants and where you know trap you know with my job we get to travel all the time and so when I go to mm-hmm. cities, I like to do find a bagel spot and I do a bagel review. Oh, wow. 
Um, oh, awesome. I, I love bagels. <laughs> um, oh, yes. So that's a fun thing. Um, I get an everything bagel toasted with scallion cream cheese or veggie cream cheese every single time. And, um, and then kind of rank the bagels from 1 to 10. And so that's mm-hmm. kind of a fun hobby of mine. I love to um, be on the water, boating, sailing. I love to ski. Um, oh, my goodness. What else do I love to do? Um, you know, those are some of my, my, my favorite things. I love to go on walks, especially yeah. during coronavirus. I've been trying to walk every day and just be mm-hmm. take that space to go outside, be active, you know, mentally and physically. Um, yeah. Uh, I love uh, Pilates and, and yoga and, you know, pulse classes and working out with friends. Um, yeah. That is awesome. So what would you say is something quirky about you? Quirky? Oh, man. Uh, I would <laughs> say I really <laughs> am sometimes embarrassing for, like, how I – things, like, I mispronounce things all the time. <laughs> and it, it's, like, hilarious. Like, people just think it's so funny. Like, the other day I was like, can you pass me – the UPS, I mean, PSPS, I mean, SPS, like, and I was like, why was I even calling it SPS? Like, it's just sunscreen, you know? I, I have those kind of moments of where I'm, like, catch myself saying things, and I'm like, what am I saying or making up words or funny things? Um, uh, <laughs> um, my husband, Will, says I make 10,000 faces a day or something crazy. He's like, you, 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 your facial expressions are classic. Um, That's so a creative for you, though. Yeah, the quirky things, <laughs> quirky things I do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, as we really dig deep here, take a brief moment to tell everybody where you're from and also a brief overview of you so that we can get an idea of who you are as a person, not just as an artist. Yeah, so I'm born and raised um, in Illinois, uh, right near Chicago, north of the city on Lake Michigan. Um, I grew up really, you know, big Midwestern family. I grew up going to Iowa. Um, my my mom's side of the family had a farm in her family for a hundred years. My um, oh, yeah. my dad, my grandmother um, grew up on um, a farm in Illinois, and my um, you know, we grew up going to Minnesota, Wisconsin, Iowa, and, um, you know, how I got into country music was originally my great-grandfather um, used to yodel in a country band at the surf ballroom, which is where, the, where the music died, where, you know, Buddy Holiday, Holiday's um, plane went down, and, um, you know, I, I always kind of, like, would kind of roll with my eyes, like, oh, like, country music, you know. It was always playing <laughs> when we were up there and stuff. And, uh-huh. and I, I, growing up, my music was a big part of our life. You know, my parents would just put on music, and we'd have dance parties. And with my cousins, we'd put on um, shows every 4th of July. I'd put on backyard performances and make my neighbors be a part of it and charge $1 and invite all the neighbors <laughs> to come to the, you know, to come. And I'd you know, use my little sister to, to be the stage manager, co- concession stand <laughs> manager, make her do all the same stuff. Um, but I really got into country music when, um, in high school, when, you know, kind of the era of Taylor Swift and Kenny Chesney and, mm-hmm. um, uh, one of my ex 
boyfriend made me a country CD back in the day. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I just fell in love with it. And I was just like, I remember a little big town, like, and I just, oh my gosh, I just was like, got back into country music. And um, I always have been musical. I grew up playing piano um, I've always taken a ton of dance lessons. I've been in 18 musicals growing up. And, oh, wow. um, yeah, I just love performing. It's, like, really my happy place for me. It was, you know, when I wasn't invited to a party or I felt left out as a kid, I turned to music to kind of fill that void or, you know, put my emotions into it. And, yeah. Um, yes. I, I was really lucky that I went to a, a public school program that, was super involved with music and the arts and you know we had some of the best music teachers and um so I was really lucky to have that and also church Mm -hmm. choir you know I was a part of um you know where I learned how to read music and and Mm -hmm. you know sing different parts and you know had my first church my first solo singing was at church as a three king and I'm pretty sure I made up the words because I didn't I got the words (laughs) um (laughs) You know, and so I, I, and I caught, I moved down to Nashville my um, freshman year of college and mm-hmm. um, decided to intern um, in music publishing uh, for a director oh, of well. A&R. And he um, was really also like a, a huge mentor to me and would give me um, goals and assignments that, um, I had to do as an artist because, you know, I wanted to be a songwriter and an artist, but I didn't know where to really begin. And I didn't really have the confidence mm-hmm. to, to follow that. I was following that. Yeah. I was still like hesitant and he really would give me assignments and stuff like that. Like go write a song, go find a, you know, a songwriter to write, co-write with, go, go find a recording studio and record, you know, a guitar vocal, go, find a band and book yourself at a show and um, just kind of those little steps. And then um, fast forward to my senior year of college at Vanderbilt, I released an EP. It became an album mm-hmm. all-time bestseller on iTunes, top 50 on iTunes. And um, oh, wow. the rest is history. It was just crazy. <laughs> and here you are. Um, yeah. And here I am today. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You've done a lot of great things, which is really great. We love seeing that. Yes. Um, but mm-hmm. what, now, now, a lot of people, they always ask, what age did you know you wanted to do music? I like to go a little deeper than that. At what age did it click that you could actually make a career of this? It clicked for me. Um, well, so I released some songs on MySpace my freshman, sophomore year of college, and I got, like, over like you know I think it was like almost like half a million plays like it was like immediately wow. like a hundred thousand wow. like a hundred thousand two hundred thousand plays on songs that I actually didn't even write it was just I was recording songs that I mm-hmm. that I loved in the catalog of the, yeah. of the publishing company that I liked and I was like oh my gosh like people are really <laughs> like loving this and you know I mm-hmm. was never the main part growing up in musicals um, I was always kind of this assistant or dance troupe and so uh, but you know I went to a really competitive big high school 1200 kids per grade and and so but that confidence wasn't always there and then after I put out those songs on my face and I was like wow this is incredible 
And that first summer in Nashville, I saw Florida Georgia Line play to, like, 10 people at a venue called 12th and Porter. And I saw them play a little song called Cruise. And it ended up being, you know, obviously the highest selling country song of all time. And um, yes. I saw just what they did on with using social media and decided, mm-hmm. I was like, I can do this. I can do this. Yeah. Like, and, mm-hmm. and ever since that day of like, just, I guess it was a combination of different moments that led me like, okay, I'm all in. Like, I'm doing this. Yeah. I'm going to make this happen. Um, and I'm, and I love what you just said, all in, because I, that's perfect lead into what I'm about to say. Um, one thing I like to do on the show is talk about, you know, a lot of people, they see the glory of like a Blake Shelton and Miranda. They don't see the grind that it takes to get there. They don't see the independent artists that are just grinding it out, not knowing if they'll ever make a dime from this passion, but believing that they will. And, I always like to bring out that side of it because I think people so misjudge um, artists. So, I, you know, I don't want to just talk about the highs, which we will. I like to talk about the lows. And I'm going to tell a little mm-hmm. story that will help lead us into where I want this to go. <clears throat> Back in 2014, we interviewed Alice and Steele from Two Still Girls. And at that time, they were full-time in music. And mm-hmm. one of the questions I asked her was, what advice would you give an up-and-coming artist? And she said, this is going to sound funny coming from someone full-time, but if your heart – will allow you to do anything outside of music. Go do that and keep music as a hobby. She said, because once you want it to be a career, although it's still your passion, it's now your job. She goes, you have to eat, sleep, and breathe music. You know, you don't get holidays off. You don't get mm-hmm. weekends off. You know, your friends and relatives, they'll never understand you. They'll, they'll, never, they'll, they'll invite you to weddings that you have to miss. They invite you to birthdays you have to miss because you've got gigs. They, and, they, and they get mad at you. They don't understand. You have days to where you want to give up, but then that night you've got a gig. So guess what? Mm-hmm. You have to smile like you have the best day ever. Um, she says, but if your heart will not allow you to do anything outside of music, then go all in, like you just said. Go all in, mm-hmm. because that's the only way those kind of sacrifices will ever be worth it. What do you think of what she said? And let's go there a little bit. Oh, my gosh. I think, you know, I think she's right in a lot of ways. I think especially in the beginning, um, you know, mm-hmm. I I was 100%, you know, trying to do music 24-7. I, 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 I beca- decided to be all in while I was in college, and it was really important mm-hmm. to my, for my parents and I to make sure that I graduated college. So yeah. for me it was I was – doing music and I was all in but I was all to make sure that I graduated college but I think the nice the important thing for me in life is also having that balance of mm-hmm. you know um, you know you can be thinking about music 24-7 and doing everything to your ability to do it but you also your time what you're doing is important too and being smart about how you're using your time um, is also important and I had to figure out for me too, like I, I, I think I was 24 seven for a really long time. And then I, you know, mm-hmm. I met my um, now husband will in college and he really helped me to see though that, you know, you've got to be smart about your time. And even if you're working 24 yeah. seven, that may not be that like 
you're utilizing it to the best of your ability. Because also, yeah. like, as songwriters, we need mm-hmm. to live our lives so that we have something to write about, you know? <laughs> That's so true, too. Me, yeah. You know, like, you know, like, so for, mm-hmm. in the beginning, I was, like, just always going out to shows every night. I was hustling. I was trying to network. I was trying to write every day. And as time went on, I'm like, you know what? Like, I also need to live a little, too. And so mm-hmm. balance is so important in life. And so I've had to try to also make sure to be conscious of having that balance, and especially when you work for yourself and when you're on the road and hey, this, you could be getting an email, a text message, or thinking about a song idea or what you need mm-hmm. to be doing. But also living in those moments is so important. Yeah. And it makes the moments when you're on the road and you're working hard also just so great because you're able to enjoy every single moment, the good, the bad, and the ugly, you know? Um, yeah. So I used to have that, like, mentality of, like, yeah, I think that she's right and that you've got to be all in, but also have, like, a nice balance of, like, you know, yeah. making sure that you spend time with your family and your friends as well um, yeah. and, and and living a little so that you can, yeah. you know, I always think yeah. about, like, all the songs I've written about are those moments that I wasn't working. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, <laughs> True. <laughs> And, so yeah, and I and I believe that you know when she means all in that that yes you got to still live your life, but you're still thinking about music even when you're living your life, and you're still thinking exactly. how you go to the next level when you're living your life. Yeah, um, totally. And it's also not and not trying to build three different careers because again I've seen people right. say well well I've got this backup plan just in case, right. and then guess what the backup plan becomes plan A. Right. And, and, you know, sometimes you've got to, you know, what's, you know, it's the 10,000 hours rule, right? Like you got to put in the 10,000 hours in order yep. to, yeah. really, to really make it. Yep, most definitely. Because, I mean, that's definitely a big rule, 10,000 hours. I mean, I love that book about the 10,000 hours to be an expert in anything you want. I think it's yes. so true with no matter what. And especially with music, I think. And even with marriage, like um, a lot of people don't get Sandy and I because we've been married 17 years, almost 18 years, and we've been a 24-7 mm-hmm. couple. And wow. I always kind of joke with people, I always kind of joke with people, like, well, if you get, if you get technical, we've spent, <laughs> we, we've invested well over 10,000 hours together face-to-face in our marriage because oh, of wow. being a 24-7 couple. So technically, we're, we should be experts on each other. <laughs> 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 that is so good. <laughs> I know. Well, it's funny because it's like, you know, oh, my gosh, you you have to give me some advice. I mean, you know, what would be your guys' advice to a newly married couple? You know, I've been with Will for seven years, but we've been married for two. Um, and, you know, also I, working together is it, you know, is it is, is a whole nother obstacle and game and also just such a, a great mm-hmm. experience I'm sure um, and such a privilege that you guys are be able to spend that much time together because yes. you know I always think about people that you know are in relationships you know one of my good friends um, uh, was in a relationship with a guy in the Air Force and not being able to talk to her you know love of her life for weeks on end I mean it just breaks my heart that, you would, know? Be tough. Um, that would be tough oh and, and, you know, I believe that when, you, when we look back at our 17 years of, and how we stayed the strongest, and we're stronger now than we would be married, and mm-hmm. how 
of course, we always kept God first. That's key number one. Yes. The key number two is we had, we've had fun. You know, it doesn't matter yeah. what we do in life, whether, and it doesn't matter if things, if, if life is crashing, we still have fun. And I think that's yes, what people, I think that's the big life. thing that people are missing in this day and time. They get in such a rut in their marriage um, mm-hmm. that they mm-hmm. forgot how to have fun. Yeah. And that's I where we. That. And and again, there's a lot more advice than that. But that I I still think what's kept us it to be sane a little bit is we just enjoy each other and have fun. <laughs> we do, yeah. <laughs> no matter what the situation, we try to. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I think that's so important. And life is so short. Every day is such a blessing. And in that, you just hope that you have fun. You know. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, if something doesn't go your way, just laugh, laugh, hopefully laugh it off and move on, you know. I mean, that, that's just like we laugh about this and that. Now, granted, I wasn't laughing during this, but I remember 15, 12 to 15 years ago, I was um, had the honor of being a speaker at, at a young professionals group that we were um, doing. And it's only for five minutes, so, and it's going to be part of my story. So really, I mean, come on, what could go wrong? Um, first time ever speaking, red flag number one. Second red flag, cha- I changed what I was going to say the day of. Third red flag, <laughs> um, I made the first speech in front of 250 to 300 people. Okay, I'm on the front row. And I get up, and I got my notes in my hand. Problem is I couldn't read them because my hands shook. Okay, no big deal. I'll put it on the podium. Podium was too small, and I'm a short guy, and the podium was like in my waist. <laughs> Couldn't see it. So I was like, okay, I'll wing it. No big deal. I, I know my story. I know what I'm supposed to say. I open my mouth. Nothing comes out. Nothing. Nada. Zilt. And I'm, and I'm thinking, oh, God, if I don't finish this, I'll probably never speak again, ever. Because that old saying. And, and I'm trying to figure out how to get through this. Sandy told me later that she was freaking because she, she couldn't help me. And I'm I like, I hope they don't pull me off the stage. And finally, about 45 seconds in or so, maybe a minute, these poor people had to put up with that for at least a minute. I finally <laughs> stopped, took a deep breath and said, okay, if y'all get nothing else out of this, at least you get a good laugh. They all laughed. I yeah. calmed down and nailed the rest. So, and that was a moment, that was a defining moment. And Sandy and I afterwards, Mm -hmm. later, we talked about that and we laughed about that. And again, we like, even though that was like crushing me in the middle of it, I still, well, now it's a battle wound, I can tell. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, and, you know, those are such defining moments. Um, that, you know, brings you guys, I'm sure, closer together, too. And it could be something that because you just want to have that outlook of having fun, you decide to Mm. make that decision of it could be, like, this stressful, like, oh, you know, kind of like a breaking point. But instead, you're like, you know what, that was funny. And and being able to laugh at yourself, (laughs) I think, is so important in life. And also have that moment Mm -hmm. of being, like, took me a while I thought I always had to be so perfect all the time in the beginning of my career and that moment Mm -hmm. I decided to just be human and be Mm -hmm. like it's okay to make mistakes and recognize them yeah that's when you really connect with people I think on a deeper more emotional level because you're able Mm -hmm. to just show that you are just like them 
And, you know, talking about the fun moments and exciting moments. So now that we talked about the sacrifices, what are the, when you look back on your career so far, what are some wow moments where you look back and like, wow, I got to do that? Oh man, um, there 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 are many. I mean, uh, recently uh, singing the national anthem at Yankee Stadium was really amazing. Uh, you know, I have been I set a goal for myself to do it three years prior to it actually becoming a reality, and I was playing mm-hmm. a show in Rhode Island. Um, and after the show, a woman came up to me and handed me her card, and she was the head of marketing for the Yankees and she had said, oh, wow. I want you to come sing the national anthem. And I was yeah. like, Oh my gosh, like this is wild. And, um, and it, it, that was a really cool moment. You know, my dad, um, having worked for MetLife for many years and doing a lot of business in New York, um, you know, that was huge recently, uh, opening up for Luke Bryan, who was kind of the first, one of the first artists I opened up for, it was the first one of the first big festivals I played and meeting him and then him uh Luke gave me a shout out in front of you know 50,000 people and my sisters and my mom and my cousins and my aunt were all in the audience with me and we were just freaking out eating I think I like we threw up our cheese curds and we we're like oh my god you know, Luke, I said um that was a big moment and um you know just um I love Sam Hunt has always been so good to me. I've opened up for him a few times and you know, one time it was my sister's birthday and he was able to, you know, wish her happy birthday. And this is just so generous with his time and energy with us. Mm -hmm. um, You know, just having those moments with my family who are such a big part of my life and a part of supporting and believing in, in my career and what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. I'm lucky to have, shared those moments with the ones that I love and it makes those moments just that much more special. Um, but you know, also like just hearing your song on the radio for the first time and, um, That's you know, cool. it's been, yeah, I mean, that doesn't get much cooler than that, you know, <laughs> and, um, being able to, you know, see my grandma and, uh, you know, her listen to the, she listens to the radio every day and her be able to hear, you know, my songs and, um, it's just there's so many moments and it makes all the moments of, you know, changing in a porta potty in the dark <laughs> in the middle of the desert when it's like a hundred degrees out, uh, where you're you know, um the, the moment where I totally wore the complete wrong outfit, all black. Oh well. On a hundred and ten it was a hundred and ten degree stage and I was performing an hour long set and almost fainted on the stage because there were no fans or water or anything. Oh, wow. Um, you know, driving through the night, and we, we hit an elk in the middle of the road um, on the way to <laughs> one of our shows. And Man. this little, you know, rental car that we rented and had been traveling all day. My One of my first shows, we drove through a snowstorm. It should have taken us, like, I think seven hours and ended up taking us, like, 15 hours. Something crazy. No one, we get to the oh, show, yeah. no one was there because it was, you know, the biggest snowstorm ever. You know, all those moments make all those moments where you're, like, meeting, like, Blake Shelton and Gwen Stefani backstage or Little Big Town's mm-hmm. telling me that I'm the girl that mm-hmm. plays in the rain um, and doesn't, you know, let the rain stop, you know, me from performing an epic set. You know, 
those are the moments that you live for that make the moments that are not as ideal just that much more special. That is really awesome. And we're going to take a quick commercial break, and then we're going to play your song, Brave Enough, and talk about that. How's that? Oh, great. Thank you. All right. Hang on the line. Hey, everyone. We have partnered with another great podcast called The Sports Guys Podcast. You can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. The Sports Guys Podcast is a sports and country music podcast hosted by Brandon, Nick, and Andy. They cover sports on a state, regional, and national level with many of the biggest names in the sports industry. The Sports Guys also host a Backstage Pass music segment where they go behind the scenes and talk with some of the biggest artists in country music, everything from Texas country, Americana, as well as Nashville artists. The Backstage Pass provides a more in-depth look at the musicians' rise in music as they talk about their career and tell stories about their music to share with their fans. Many of the same guests will be appearing on our show as well. Again, you can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. It's a grand slam of sports and music. Please
Love the song. Love the song. Yes. Great song. Love it. Oh, thank you so much. Um, you know, it really is an anthem for all who are, you know, being brave day in and day out on the front lines of the corona pandemic. But now it's really we're all, you know, on the front lines. So it's mm-hmm. it's awesome to be able to recognize everyone that we're on the front lines, but now I think it applies to and and you know, recognizes everyone can relate to being brave enough. So Yep. Love yes. that philosophy. And one of the things that we also like to do on our show is um as you know, as an artist, whether you're big or small, it doesn't matter. There's still somewhat of a team behind behind you, and people don't get to see that, and I don't think they get enough recognition. So, if, you know, we always like to give artists a couple of minutes to kind of tell us who makes them who they are. So take a minute or two and just tell us about your team. Yeah, so, you know, it, it started off as really um, my family kind of being my team. I, I <laughs> My my sisters were my A and R people. <laughs> you know, they're they're um, my best friends, and there's I have one who's three years younger than me, and then one that's seven years younger than me. And um, you know, they love music. They're always the friend who plays. He used to make all the CDs, or make now make all the playlists on Spotify. And uh, they've always been super, just honest and real about, okay, this song is great, this song is terrible, you know, <laughs> and so that's been fun, and then, you know, my mom has a background in marketing, and she's really great at, you know, marketing and not being, and then also has experience in sales, uh, like my dad has mm-hmm. been in sales and worked his way up from the bottom to the top, and, you know, both of them have always been like, don't be afraid to cold call, don't be afraid to, to put yourself out there, make that connection, yeah. you know, anything's possible and, 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 you know, really encouraged me to, to dream big and to follow my heart. Um, and then my cousins and my aunts and uncles and kind of them are kind of like my street team of people that have kind of put the word out there. And, you know, my, mm-hmm. my friends from all mm-hmm. the different parts of my life were that street team of, you know, utilizing social media and helping me get the word out there. Um, and, you know, over the, the years, I've had publicists, and um, I've worked with some great publicists. I've had some great musicians and band members who's played with me. I had a consistent band for about five years. Who I was really lucky to have the same guitar player and drummer. And um, and so, you know, I feel really blessed to have had that. I've had some tour managers who've been great, and um, I, you know, I just feel blessed to be, work with um, people. I would love to grow my team even more and, and get, you know, yeah. a manager and, a, and um, you know, maybe find an, you know, get an agent um, and all that, but you know, I, I, I kind of just take it day by day, and I, I used to get really caught up in trying to make that happen, and now I'm just focused on writing and recording and being the best artist that I can be and getting the word out there. Hopefully then that will come. And in the meantime, it's mm-hmm. just kind of me from my couch trying to make, some, <laughs> make the impossible possible. So. <laughs> yeah. and I can definitely tell that basically your career right now is a family affair, and that's how we feel about our show. We're, we're a family affair. In fact, we always bring our little 8-year-old on, to ask one question oh. to each artist. And so he, Sandy's going to get him on real quick. And we got a 17-month-old oh. daughter, so we, when she gets old enough, we'll be plugging her in too. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That is so great. And I think what's so amazing is when you bring 
the family to in, in with. It's just such a great thing because also, mm-hmm. like, I always loved, like, my mom's in real estate, and she, um, I know so much about real estate because she has brought us in and brought us to open houses oh, wow. and stuff like that and brokers opens, and you learn and become such a more, what better way to learn than, you know, being able to come to work with your parents and see them thrive in the environment that they're they're in. So I think that's really mm-hmm. awesome that you do that. Well, thank you. And Sandy's got thank God email. So she's yes, ready. All right, What's here is Christopher. Christopher. Hey, Christopher. It's Elizabeth Lyons. Okay, hi, Elizabeth. What's your favorite food? Oh, favorite food would have to be bagels, definitely. But I think the thing if I were to eat, like, <laughs> If I had to eat something forever and it only be one thing, it would probably be pasta. <laughs> and what's yours, little Chris? Awesome. All right, mine is pizza. Oh, my gosh, that was going to be my third answer. I love pizza. What's your <laughs> go-to pizza order? Pepperoni. <gasps> I love pepperoni. That's my favorite, too. I like pepperoni and sausage. <laughs> and, and I love sausage and I love sausage too <laughs> oh my gosh well we're going to have to get some pepperoni sausage pizza at some point yes <laughs> have you ever had Chicago style pizza uh no oh well, maybe I'll have to send y'all some I grew up in Chicago <laughs> and they've got some special pizza there <laughs> bye <laughs> Hi, nice to meet you. Thanks so much for your question. Yeah, he loves that. So you know, I've always sweet. been taught that he loves to be part of kids, it so much. You always have, <laughs> always have a, always been taught that your kids have a front row seat to, to your passion. Yeah. And if you want to inspire passion in them, they need to see you living out yours. Completely, that's so important. And I also feel like it's important to have kids to see you know, your work ethic and, and, and to see you be passionate about something, you know, it's so important. Yeah. So if you could co-write with anyone dead or alive, who would it be? And what would you want to write about? Oh my gosh. Hmm. Probably Shane McAnally. Um, he is a big songwriter and he's kind of one of the songwriters that, um, wrote a bunch of songs with Sam Hunt, um, Kelsey Bowery yes. more recently. And um, I just feel like he's on the show Songland. I don't know if you guys watch that. Oh, we've, uh, we've yeah. watched we every episode. We love it. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I just love his um, love for life, I think. And mm-hmm. his um, vibe is just so cool. Like, he also worked with Old Dominion. And he's just so... Um, Oh, Kenny Chesney, you know, he, he is a bajillion number ones. I think that would be really cool to write with him. Or Craig Wiseman's another big one, you know, for Georgia Line. He 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 basically, you know, discovered. Um, those would probably be the, the two songwriters. And then Nicole Galleon, um, she did, wrote Tequila by Dan and Shay and has done a bunch of Kelsey Bowery stuff. Those are kind of the three songwriters I would, I would love to write with um, that have, have been on my kind of goal list. Um, Laura McKenna would be another one. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, bigger artists that I would love to write with would be probably Taylor Swift, uh, Dolly Parton. Should be good. And, um, that would be awesome, too. 
Yeah, and probably who'd be the third? Probably Carol King. Um, yeah. <laughs> so speaking of songwriting, and I'm sure you've probably got a ton of ahead on this one. Um, what's a song out there that you've heard and you're like, I wish I wrote that. There's so many. <laughs> um, probably the house that built me by Miranda Lambert. Um, That's uh, the most Tom popular. Know, That's a popular saying, choice. It's so good. It's so, yeah. It's so good. Such a cliche answer, but it really is. I think the emotion and, and the ability that every single person can kind of relate to um, what it means to go home, and and also the song yeah. allows each person to kind of have their their own emotion and like create that but it's it's it just gets underneath your skin in a way that is so impactful and beautiful and mm-hmm. easy to listen to but also like kind of tearjerker too you know or it could be yeah. a smile mm-hmm. so i'm about to ask a question of a purpose for the way i ask ask this and i'll explain right after i ask the question of the purpose if you had a magic wand and what you're about to say would 100% come true. Where do you want to be in five years? And the reason I'm asking it in this way is I want artists to kind of think about this. Because this past February made the five-year anniversary that we asked that question to Kelsey Ballerini. Time she had a top 30, it was, and that was it. She, did, she wasn't number one or anything yet. So when we asked her that, she gave us an answer. And the answer she gave us back then is pretty much to the T of what she's living right now. So if all bets wow. are off, where do you want to be in five years? And, and I like to bring that story up because I think it's a powerful story. Yeah. What did she say? What was her answer? Was that she'd have a number one? Well, I think that was part of it, to have a number one. Um, yeah, that was Being at the Grand Ole Opry. Um, to doing lead, big tours. I think, to head, I think headline uh, a big tour and stuff like that. Yes. Oh wow, no, I I mean I think oh gosh, that there's a a few things I would say you know, obviously having a number one song would be huge. Being able to have headline a tour, be able to join um you know an artist that I look up to and be able to open for them um, consistently because you know usually I just have I've been able to open up for a lot of artists I never would have dreamed I would have opened up for, but to be able to consistently open up for them day in, day in and day night, like every night, you know, for a tour would be a dream come true. Um, the grant perform at the Grand Ole Opry, win a Grammy or CMA award. Um, you know, there's so many goals I have to be able to plan the today show. Um, I mm-hmm. grew up watching the today show, you know, um, every day before school. And I've always wanted to, to do that. Um, to be able to, to tour internationally, uh, I think, would be a really, really cool um, opportunity. Uh, what else? I'd love to have a start, a, start a family. Um, you know, I would love to, you know, also maybe get a song cut by another artist um, that I wrote. Wow. A song in a, a TV or ad or um, movie. I have, a lot, mm-hmm. I have a lot of goals and aspirations. I prefer to probably go on for another five minutes. Um, I believe in writing, you know, your goals down and trying to, to oh, yeah. achieve them. Um, you know, growing up, we always were encouraged to make to-do lists, um, you know, every day or every week um, and then have mm-hmm. 
you know, goal list for, for the week, for the month, for the year, for five years. Um, so it's a great question that you ask. And I think the only way that you can really achieve things is by, you know, yep. dreaming big. Have that vision and board. Have that vision board for sure. Now, here's, I got another question that kind of goes along with this, and you'll see what I mean in a minute. You know how a lot of people, they'll ask, what, what would you tell your 18-year-old self? Your, you know, people go that way. I like to go the other way. If you could meet your future self, your success now, and you, and you could go meet that person, what would you tell her? Wow. I've never been asked that. <laughs> that is a really great question. I think I would say um, that, you know, I think what, what I'm feeling right now is that I think your path is your own and that your path, just know that as long as you do your best every single day to do what you need to do, that mm-hmm. everything that happens in your life, you know, happens the way that it's supposed to, and it's going to be okay. And it's that you just, mm-hmm. you know, just keep working hard, dreaming big and keep, keep being yourself and putting that love out there. And hopefully you'll continue to get that love back. And I really think that that, that is just so true and so important. Like um, uh, Love that. Yeah, you know. So let's say that you have a friend of yours, and let's say you heard him or her sing, and you could tell there's definitely something special there. And and let's say that they've played maybe thirty shows so far, so they've gotten their feet wet, but they haven't. They're you know, so they're they've been on stage and they got what every artist says that stage bug where they look over the crowd, and the crowd's just cheering. And they just know they're in the right place. And they come to you and they say, Elizabeth, I feel like I'm supposed to do this for the rest of my life. What advice would you give that specific person to help guide them the next two, three, four years? I would say it's a 10-year town. Ain't that the truth? I mean, I love the Haley Witter song, the the 10-year town. I mean, it really is – I would encourage them to really do their research and, you know, um, read some books I'd give them. I'd have them study people's careers. Um, I'd tell them mm-hmm. to get, you know, get started if they're not playing an instrument to start, you know, playing piano or guitar or, you know, whatever instrument that, it, you know, is unique to what their where their heart goes. I would say, you know, make sure mm-hmm. that you write, 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 write um, <laughs> as much as you can. Um, to not be as fearful. I think if you are um, scared to put yourself out there, it's going to be a, a really difficult road ahead of you. You've got to be um, just kind of not be afraid and not have fear um, because mm-hmm. you've just got to um, be confident in, in who you are and, and just know that that's what makes you different and don't try to adapt to what you think you need to be or how you need to act, how you need to dress, be you and don't lose mm-hmm. that and don't necessarily listen to all the people are telling you because here's the thing. No one, if, ever, if everyone knew, you know, what the magic recipe was for success or for a hit song, then every single time, you know, the labels or whoever would put it out, then it'd be a success. And it's, that's just not the case. Exactly. So There's no such thing as uh 
recipe. Yeah, we don't know what the recipe is, right? We can kind of maybe look at, you know, examples like Taylor Swift and try to, you know, do something similar. But the reality is that she was just doing her. She was doing the best yeah. that she could. And I think that that, that comes across. Mm-hmm. And you've got to just focus on you and, and not worry about everyone else. And if you can do that, and also it's a hard road. You're probably going to have to work, you know, another job. You're you're going to have to lift a lot of equipment. It's not drive drive a lot and have sleepless nights. And you know, hopefully, mm-hmm. you know, it's not um, more women get out there. But it is a male dominated industry in a lot of ways. And um, yep. and so if you're you have got to be comfortable in that as well. Um, there's, there's a lot of things. I, I'm a big um, believer. In, I talk at schools and um, the CMA, EDU, um, Country Music Association, Education, you know, I'm sure you guys are familiar with, you know, talk at their yeah. chapters and at colleges. And um, I, I love, like, you know, I was an intern. And if people want to, you know, intern for me for some reason, I don't know why they would want to. But <laughs> I've had some interns and try to helping them, guide them. I'm really proud of um, one in particular that is doing so well right now in her career, and just I love helping people and guide, guiding them through the industry because there really isn't a, a textbook that you know you can read that teaches you how to do this industry. You can just do your yeah. best and try to learn from mentors are a huge part of my life and my you know career, and I'd be nowhere yeah. without them. So. Um, uh, Finding good mentors would be probably my number one. <laughs> um, Love that. And, and you know, you're talking about uh, Nashville being a 10-year city. You know, we're planning on moving there next year, so hopefully it's not a 10-year host city. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, yes. you know, it, if you think about, like, Taylor Swift didn't live in Nashville for 10 years prior to mm. becoming – like, yeah. she didn't move to Nashville when she was 10. She moved there, I think, when – a little bit later, and then when she was, you know, I guess you would say at 16 or 18, she took off. But, you know, yeah. someone like a majority of, but she'd been putting in the years singing at shows and karaoke and, like, working on her craft, writing songs and stuff like that throughout that time for years. And so I don't think necessarily that you have to be in Nashville to make it that 10 years. But most of the time, you know, like, for instance, Sam It Hunt, usually I think comes true know, to that, though. It does. If you really go through, like, and, you know, it's not like, you know, you think people's stories are this overnight success because that's what's being portrayed to you. But if you really do some digging online, you can find that, you know, most of these guys have been doing it for, you know, almost nearly 10 years before they've even gotten number one, you know, so. Yep, exactly. Um, I'm excited for y'all. Well, thanks. Uh, we're just trying to do what, and again, everything we do, we're like, you know what? We need to be in Nashville. It's, I mean, it's just the right fit for us, for our family. Yeah. You know, so many, so much opportunity for little Chris, and then of course Caitlin growing up and stuff. You know, for a family, perfect it's, place to be. It's a great place to raise a family. It's so awesome, and the schools are awesome, and um, it's just, it's just, and it, I feel like it's so it would. It's so fun to just, there's music everywhere. I mean, you know, it's just, what other place can you go and there's just music everywhere like that, you know? Yeah. So we've got 
two questions left, and then we'll let you go. Go. Um, the next one is, as you know, you probably know a lot of artists that are up and coming like you. Um, tell us about a few people that you know that, that people should know. Well, it's funny. I saw that one of my um, best girlfriends, Aubrey Woolett, I think you all interviewed her. I, I saw on your website, I think. I think so, too. Yeah. Yeah. So she <laughs> That's pretty cool. Wrote a song. Yeah, I wrote a song with her um, the other day, and it was so serendipitous because I was, like, looking at y'all had emailed me, and I was like, oh, my gosh. And then I went on your website and saw her. So that was really cool. She's really great. And, um, you know, she was one of the first friends I made in Nashville. And um, oh, wow. we actually did – we wrote a song, and then we did, like, a uh, cover video that I'm pretty sure, like, my mom shot. <laughs> and <laughs> we in like – in the garage of the building I lived in and you know it was just so funny and so fun to see how far we've both come as songwriters and artists and uh really just both in being true to who we are and I think that's really like our we're putting out the best music right now because of I guess mm-hmm. it's because also we've been in it almost 10 years so <laughs> there um, you go there's that 10 year mark uh, <laughs> So I love her, and, you know, she's a Florida girl, and um, I would encourage you. She just put out an EP, and um, it's gotten some great Spotify placement and such a go-getter with booking shows and, and stuff like that. So I encourage you to check her out. Um, Charlie Brennan is a pop artist who um, I have worked with a lot as a songwriter, and um, he's become a dear friend of mine, and he has like I think like millions of plays on Spotify. I mean, his music oh, wow. is um really resonated with people in a way that um I haven't seen in a while and he actually just moved to Nashville. And um <laughs> so it's I'm excited to see what he does and I'm I'm interested to see if he, you know, catches the country bug more so, but I'm excited cuz I do think that there's a under um under the radar pop scene in Nashville that yeah. I hope oh, kind of awesome. takes off. So I'm excited for him um, and all the things that he's doing. And, and um, yeah, I just can't wait to see what's next for him. I think he's going to be releasing an EP coming soon, but he's got some great songs um, that I encourage you to go, you know, go check out. Um, that, that yeah. And really then, awesome. right. yeah. Um, and <laughs> so, then my, my, my Go on. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go, you go ahead. Oh, and I was going to say my cousin, I don't know if you like electronic music, but Villa Vibes mm-hmm. is her name, and she just released a song. Oh, wow. um, so be sure to check her out. Um, yeah. Oh, that's cool. That is really awesome. So as we come down to the last question, I always ask every artist this to end this. Um, what is a question that you wish hosts like us would ask, but they kind of never do? Hmm, that's a good question. I love when people say. Oh my. Um. Hmm. What's a question? What's the question that I wish someone would ask artists, like ask artists in interviews? Artists, or ask, or ask you in general. Um. Okay. Um, I would say I think a lot of people um, 
I love always think it's important to talk about like I always like to talk about kind of the business side of the industry because I'm so involved mm-hmm. in it and I think a lot of people think that the artist isn't involved in um in the business side of the industry because I think I do think for a period of time um it artists weren't but now more than ever because I think of social media and the internet and everything like artists are I mean nowadays most artists I know are kind of like business people they they ha- you have to be they got to be so I think I think it would be really exciting if um people that were interviewing artists um ask those questions and I think you you've done a nice job at that and I think it's really great that it seems to be a consistent thing in your guys's process is you know really asking those questions that are getting diving deep and 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 I think that's a side that um I think people would like to see I also think it's fun when you ask personal questions like that are fun mm-hmm. because it's good to show you know another side that people haven't seen well, that's, where we, that's where we got the quirkiness you know we had yeah. um, one of the girls I guess about 60 70 shows back one of the girls said uh, I just wish people would ask me what's quirky <laughs> and Stanley <laughs> and I were like oh we like that one <laughs> and that's been in every show since <laughs> Oh, my gosh, that is so funny. Well, I think it's true because it's a lot of the times interviews are really serious. And um, mm. I think it's fun when it's more, like, fun. And I think that's one thing that Bobby Bones says nice is he kind of finds something that the artist likes to talk about and then brings mm-hmm. that out in them. And I think that, that's really cool that you guys did that because it's, it's a side that, like, I know for interviews for me, like, my favorite interviews when I watch on YouTube of artists, they're like, oh, I didn't know that about them. And you, I would never really guess that. <laughs> so um, I really have enjoyed we, talking to you guys, and you guys are great. And I think that's a, that's a really great question. I'm going to have to think about more to give you a more definitive <laughs> question. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, tell everybody how they can reach you. <laughs> um, uh, com. I'm on all social media platforms, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, and on all music platforms, so Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon, Pandora, YouTube Music, you name it, Tidal, um, and iHeartRadio, and I'd love to hear from you if you have any questions that weren't answered here, um, you know, just want to chat, you know, send me a message. That's awesome. You know what, we really enjoyed having you here today, and we look forward to having you back on and down the road. Yes. Oh, thank you so much. I'll be sure to send you my list of Nashville restaurants that y'all can try out. <laughs> oh, we would okay, love that. We look forward to yeah. it. They're, they're also on my website. Right. I forgot, but you can check those out. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank uh, you, you have guys a, so much you for have having a great me. Day. And you continue to be oh, brave enough out time. there. Okay. Thanks. We'll see you later. Thanks. Bye. Most definitely. Bye. Bye.